everyone and welcome back to This is Bansia Show here in Algerian Black Pearl Studio with me, your host in Hinan, as usual. So today we're going to be talking about mental health in education. How can poor mental health affect your academic progress and prevent you from meeting your learning potential? So first we're going to define what is mental health and what are mental health problems. Mental health or psychological health refers to a state of well-being. It involves emotional stability, behavioral and social maturity, feelings of satisfaction, happiness, which indicate that such person can function normally in everyday life situations. For example, they can work productively, get engaged in activities with friends, socialize as they are able to cope with normal stress and negative emotions they may encounter on a daily basis. Whereas mental health disorders are mental health problems that can affect how people think, behave or interact with others, such as depression and anxiety. Well, I've mentioned these two because they are the most common mental health issues in adolescence. They deal with feelings and thoughts. People, especially teenagers, might talk about depression or being depressed referring to mood swings or fleeting periods of low mood however depression is a severe mental health problem that can affect all sides of a person's life uh, social life uh, personal interests activities relationships with friends family members as well as school life academic progress it has a number of Causes, they can be uh, social, biological, or um, psychological. But what we need to know is that at the age of adolescence, teenagers tend to pay attention to what others think of them. They, wor they worry about being rejected, accepted, liked, or disliked. And at this level of scrutiny comes negative thinking. Therefore, I want you to think of this scenario with me. Let's say a teacher in the classroom asks the question to check the student's understanding at the end of the lesson, and two students raise their hands. The first student didn't get the right answer and the second got the right or the correct answer and the teacher prized him. So now we're going to analyze what kind of thoughts the brain of the teenager who didn't get the right answer is processing. Keeping in mind that teenagers seek approval and reward, some of them want to hear the expression well done desperately from their teachers or parents, especially those who have critical parents. They always try to impress others to fill the void. So now we go back to the thoughts that the teenager might have uh, had or processed. Okay, so I'm stupid. That's always what my parents say. My teacher thinks I'm stupid. My classmates as well. No one would want me to be part of their group project. And if he did have these thoughts, it's more likely that he will feel low and sad. And if the situation happens repeatedly, the teenager will develop a fear of answering questions or a fear of failure, which is a type of social anxiety. So he will avoid the situation in order not to feel embarrassed or stupid. So, as a teacher, what can I do to prevent this from happening? And here comes the role of mental health in schools or the importance of mental health training for teachers. The teacher can prevent this from happening through reinforcement. 
following CBT approach. CBT approach or cognitive behavioral therapy is all about understanding and changing the way people feel about certain events and react to them. It is based on the idea that our thoughts affect the way we feel and behave, so they are interconnected. And these interactions happen unconsciously, so without us paying attention to them. This is why some people may experience the same exact situation, yet they feel differently about it. Because it's not the situation or the circumstances that determine the way we feel about the event, but it's our interpretation of the situation that leads to the, how we feel about it or respond to it. As a teacher, you have to apply the four golden principles. Acknowledge, listen, challenge and support. You acknowledge the individuality of your learners and you value what they bring to the group. You listen carefully to what they say or they are trying to say. And for the part of challenging, it's not really necessary in this situation, but you have to uh, challenge them according to their cognitive level. So the, the content won't be so uh, easy that they will get bored or so difficult that they feel as if they cannot do it and give up. And last, support or encouragement, which is really necessary in this situation because it's through encouragement that you will help your learner think about the situation from a different perspective or find an alternative thought, which, which can be less negative. So, encouragement can be verbal or non-verbal. Verbal, for example, well done, nearly there you almost find the correct answer or non-verbal like um, smiling, nodding, etc. So it is really necessary to mention the positive things you notice about your learners and identify their progress. We all respond positively to uh, positive reinforcement. It's a human and animal nature. How can CBT approach or mental health training help the teacher to deal with students? And now we're going to see how can this help the student himself? Because being aware that your thoughts control your emotions and behavior is already great to change the way you think and you feel about things. So uh, let's say you're a shy student and you feel nervous when people look at you while you're talking. So the right thing to do is to convince yourself that your thoughts are not facts and you try to change or find an alternative thought so instead of saying they are all looking at me I cannot speak um, there is something wrong about me you can say perhaps they are interested in what I'm saying um, maybe they are trying to make me feel better and this will make the, the feeling less powerful. It will reduce the, the strength of the feeling. So if you were feeling, um, if this, your stress level was really high, it will be medium, perhaps. Um, and of course, it's not really easy. I'm not saying it's easy because there is a, ki a kind of stack thoughts or rumination which is really hard to deal with. Uh, and here, parents must intervene. Parents have to find what interests their children and try to involve them in activities that require paying attention and physical energy.
So we have arrived at the end of our today's episode, part one of mental health in education. See you in the fourth episode, part two, mental health in education. Thank you.